what pops up a beer or a cold libation Let me tell you how I wrote this little theme I went and took a call from brother Jason And he tells me that he has a little dream He says he needs a backwards intro to begin his podcast And I ask him what you got He said I'll start off with some talking And some moody clips of popcorn fighting Fantasy explorations and some groundness exploitation Kickstarts that I'm watching and some blind unboxing Full month horror movie marathon Sometimes I'll let the dogs come on Contest and of course you know it's all about games I said slow down let's just start with the name It's the Nerds RPG Variety Podcast With the other Jason Hey guys, just want to let you know I'm not overly happy with this episode I'm going to release it just so I get it out there Instead of try to re-record it But I know I sound down and depressed and in the dumps Part of it is it's been a long week, long couple weeks at work. It's going to be a long couple months at work. I, I can't telework. I'm one of those central personnel. My job's not going anywhere, so, you know, it's a busy time for us, which is fine. I'm not complaining that I have a job. Just, it's, you know, just wears on me. Um, the other issue was the second half of the Romance of Paris Land thing that I recorded here. I had just run a game of ICRPG Altered State with a group of wonderful players that put up with me because I really bungled some NPC interactions with them, and and it it just was it was bad. It was it was one of those, hey guys, let's take five minutes, take a five minute break, and I had to take a break and recoup and and try to salvage a situation. That one of those bad kind of things. Um, it ended up with some pretty heroic moments and some some pretty cool things. I I hope. They found the the gorilla armies, you know, the gorilla gorillas, the the gorilla army of gorillas. They found their their base in the jungle now, and so it's going to interesting places. But yeah, I really bungled the middle of the the game today, and I feel real bad about that. So you probably hear that, you know, while I'm talking about the more detailed part about Romance of Paris Land. So I do apologize in advance, but I'm too lazy to re-record it, and I want to get this out there. So it is what it is, but I do appreciate your time, you wonderful listeners, and I look forward to any feedback. Feel free to call and say cheer up or feel free to call and say you shouldn't be doing this anymore, quit doing it, or feel free and call and give me the answer to the question I asked in my surprise contest last episode you have till the end of the month. Anyhow, let's go into some phone calls. Who's on the phone? Who's on the phone? Who's on the phone? Who's on the phone? Well, maybe it's your auntie or a joke by your spouse, but the operator's screaming is coming from inside the house. What a lovely treat your episode was, Jason. Um, don't worry about the sound quality in the bath. It was way better than the sound quality on most of your podcasts. I'm only joking. But you know, that van noise, that car noise. Yeah, I guess we've got to get used to it. Anyway, lovely episode. So fun that you're playing the starter set with your son. He sounds a little bit older than Amelia, though. Am I right in guessing? Hmm. <laughs> and we're, we've started playing um, Fandalva as well. 
um, which with with mum, <laughs> mum and Amelia. So uh, yeah, that's uh, that's fun. It's a great little adventure. It really is excellent, especially the first little dungeon. It's like it's like the essence of D and D boiled down into seven rooms. It's perfect. Really, really great. Hi, you caught me, Andy. That was Andy of Expedition of the Grizzly Peaks. And yeah, my son is older. So when I introduced him to D&D back, I don't know, a decade ago, maybe a little bit longer than that, we used the Menser set because I started on, you know, the red box back me. And I made the mistake, don't ever do this, folks. I made the mistake of trying to make him map and do all the mapping stuff out, you know, is is like, this is how you have to do it. And, you know, that was like one of the early, earliest sessions we played. And luckily it didn't ruin him. He still plays, um, you know, he's been off doing his own, playing his own group, which I try not to interfere with because I prefer to, you know, have separate social circles and than just us. But, um, you know, with this, all the stuff coming down, we've had a lot more time together. So we're going to try to play this game together. So it ought to be interesting. Um, we haven't always had the best relationship. I'm not always the, the, the best father by any means. Um, but hope, hopefully, you know, being locked in together will give us a little, I don't know. I hopefully it'll bring us together and not push us further apart. We'll see if, if, if I can not micromanage as much, it'll, it'll go a whole lot better. I'll tell you that. Yeah. And, um, that mutant, what is it called the mutant futures um or whatever the hell it is that jim wampler has done um uh through mud puppy um looks great um i wasn't sure about the artwork though um i mean it's cool they are real photographs apparently but it just seemed like the tone wasn't right for MCC. And um, Jim told me that um, he's no longer with Goodman Games or he's no longer making stuff with them. I, I'm curious. I wonder why that happened. Um, I hope they didn't fall out or anything. Or maybe he just wants to publish his own stuff and, and you know, not give the cut to them. I don't know. <laughs> that's, that's rather ungenerous. But, um, yeah, I'm, I'm glad they're still making stuff. So it's good, good news, good news. So, Andy, as far as um, Fight This Mutant, I think that's what it's called, but the Jim Wampler Kickstarter, I'll have to go back and look at it. I just kind of looked through it during that unboxing video, and I've kind of put it up and I haven't got back to it yet. I've been busy. Um, so some of the art really looked at me to be Kirby-esque, though, which, you know, is a big big plus in my book. But but I'll go back and look. I, I didn't get the impression that those were taken from actual photographs. That's interesting. So I definitely will go revisit that. Um, I'm... Actually, the the game I'm going to play with my son. So we're going to play the starter set and essentials kit because I want to learn 5e. And but after we do that, I'm going to switch to some kind of post-apocalyptic Thundar kind of game. So and we'll prop even though I don't want to, we'll probably use 5e because that's more along the lines of what he wants to play. So which is fine. I mean, it's easy enough to reskin Thundar as you know as D and D. That's easy. So we'll see. But yeah, I'll, I'll go look at that that book again. Maybe I'll do more of a deep dive into that book in a future episode. So I, I appreciate those thoughts. I, I won't comment. I don't know anything about Jim Wampler's relationship and with Goodman Games. And, and I don't want to get into, you know, 
company rivalries or this or that or politics or contention on this podcast because you do such a better job of that, Andy. So I'll, I'll let you have that realm of the podcasting sphere. Just a quick note. Tonight I played in a game of the Osprey edition of Romance of the Paris Lands. Joe Richter of Hindsightless and Wheeler Woe Podcast ran it. The other players are Dave Aldrich of Deep Percentile Podcast and Colin Green of the Spike Pit RPG Podcast. It was a great game. Really enjoyed it. Uh, Colin played a ranger. Dave played a um, cunning folk, which is like the wizard. And I played a barbarian. And we had a neat little mystery where we showed up a new town and there was rumors the the local lord was a lord of the town was a necromancer and we investigated and eventually turned out that the butler was the necromancer but it it was fun we got to check out combat we got to do different things in the system we we found some hiccups in the system it really needs the book really needs another editing pass it's a beautiful book the art in there is beautiful i I'm not even going to address the asinine comments about ethnicity and all in the art. It's great art. It's beautiful. It's inclusive. It It's what it should be. Um, I re- really enjoyed the game. There's a lot of flavor to the game in the way the spells and the like the um, different combat maneuvers. But, but there are some things that really need another pass editing-wise. And, and I'm not going to... I played the game tonight, and this is... Um, the day after St. Patty's Day, so was it the 18th? Um, this podcast doesn't come out till Saturday, so 21st, I guess. So I will, I'll I'll record specifics on what could use some editing since, you know, between now and then. But I just wanted to give initial impressions that it was a fun game. Now, we played first level characters, so the weird leveling issues didn't come up yet. We talked about it. We may play another game as fifth level characters. To see how how level you know how that work how mid level characters feel in that system, but overall, it was fun, um, and it definitely has a different feel than the black hack because of the spells and because of the combat maneuvers and whatnot. Um, so it's an interesting game, and I'll record another segment with some further thoughts later in the week. I mentioned I get a little more in depth with the Romance of the Paris Lands game. the The big thing is just some some of the rules, some of the combat maneuvers, and uh, some of the um, talents and things aren't as clear as they should be. There are ambiguities in the way they're written, and then obviously some of it's not as well play tested. One of the players reached out to the author Scott Malthouse and on Twitter and asked him. And he, and he was like, yeah, that that probably shouldn't be that. That should probably be an attack, count as an attack, not count as a maneuver and things like that. And the prices, the price list is purely built. The prices are set mechanically. So the, price, the, the things that are more advantageous in the game cost more money. But it doesn't make a whole lot of sense. So a backpack, which lets you carry four additional items, costs 40 gold pieces. A riding horse is 50 gold pieces. Mules are 20 gold pieces. Um, what, what, there was, oh, a tent, six gold pieces. So the backpack's way inflated price-wise. Also, uh, 
the like the Claymore's three hundred and fifty gold pieces, so the Claymore is the same as seven riding horses. Or, you know, wagons are like forty or fifty gold pieces, I think, and carriages are hundred and fifty gold pieces. So, so some of the pricing is obviously they made the more useful things cost more, but it it doesn't make a whole lot of sense. You know, a lance is four hundred gold pieces, but the heavy crossbow is three fifty. You know, some of it just does make a whole lot of sense. Um, it was still a fun game. Really enjoyed it. Really enjoyed playing with the guys, and I look forward. We're, we're talking about playing again. Is fifth level characters to try that out to see how it scales up. So we're. I'm looking forward to that. Um, I'm glad we played, but. Yeah, I I don't know. It, I think the book definitely could have used another pass editorially or um, just to get rid of some of the ambiguity stuff and maybe a, another play test or two to work out some of the kinks that we ran across as far as what combat maneuvers should be considered attacks, what which one shouldn't be, things like that. Because the way the game works, you can attack once per round and then do another action. But some of the maneuvers are effectively attacks but they're not but they're listed as actions so there there's just ambiguity in there but it's nothing you could you can't easily house rule or the gm can't make on the spot decisions for but you, you shouldn't necessarily have to do that so the game still has a ton of flavor it's it's pretty neat and, and i'd still recommend it but just realize you're gonna at the moment you're gonna have to make some maybe not house rules but you're definitely gonna have to make some some judgment calls as situations come up. What's in the basket, Easter eggs? I think we have time for quick unboxing in this show. Um, I've got a package here. It's just a big white bag. I say big. It. it I mean, it's obviously a t-shirt that's in here. It's um 11 by 10 by like an inch. I say obviously t-shirt. It's obviously a piece of clothing or cloth. I know it's a t-shirt because I know what it is. But I'm going to open it up on the air anyway. So we're just going to open this up. Well, maybe I'll open it up. There it is. And this is great for the media we're doing here. This is audio and this is an all visual unboxing because it's a t-shirt. It's a black t-shirt. It is a little bit coarser material than than I like. I've got some t-shirts that are really soft that I like because, you know, I've got wimpy skin. But this is pretty coarse material. Um, let's see what it says it is. It is Hanes. I don't know what it is. It's got a tag over the material, you know, the percentages. Um, it is, my eyes can't read it because I'm old, 100% cotton. Huh. Oh well. Anyway, point being, it's a t-shirt, and it's black. On the back of the t-shirt, now all the writing on here is white. All the imagery is white. On the back is a scene inside a dungeon. You're, you're looking towards some stairs that are going up to a doorway. There are some goblins, or they might be, actually they look like they're, they're um, fishmen with spears coming through the doorway. In the main part of the the picture there are two dragons and the two dragons are facing off against a party of adventurers the adventurers there's a wizard who's got the you know robe with stars and 
moons and things on it and a pointy hat and a staff. There's an elf-made fighter paladin type. There's what appears to be a dwarf with a swan on his helmet. There's another dwarf, a little bit smaller than... Maybe the other guy is supposed to be human. There's a what's obviously a dwarf with a hammer next to him. And then there's another um, lady behind the wizard. She might be a bad guy. I'm not sure. She looks From the look on her face, she might be a bad guy. She looks like an evil priestess. And then on the front of the shirt, we have Black Pudding, old school role-playing zine. Yes, this is a Black Pudding t-shirt. Ordered thanks to Froth putting it out by James V. West. So thank you very much for joining me with me unboxing this. Tomorrow, the Audio Dungeon is doing their their um, online convention. That'll be, well, they've already started, but tomorrow, the 22nd, I'm going to be playing a couple games in that online convention. And I'll wear the shirt during those online games. So, um, or no, today today's Saturday. So I guess tomorrow's Sunday. Maybe tomorrow's 22nd. Anyway, in the Sunday games, it'll be the day after I release this, I'll, I'll wear the shirt in a couple games. Um, Chicago Wiz, uh, the Dungeon Master's Handbook blog, or not blog, but his, well, he has a blog called that too, but that's his podcast. He's, he's got his older blog, but he you know him from doing the Three Hex Dungeons. And then um, Cody, is, Cody M is tomorrow night, is supposed to be running his um, Skull Island, which is going to be an Operation White Box, Vietnam era settling, you know, Skull Island with King Kong. So it ought to be interesting. Talk to you guys soon. Thank you for listening. If you want to reach me, you can leave me a voice message using the Anchor app or go to the Anchor website. I'll play it on the air and make you famous. You can also reach me in the Audio Dungeon Discord. I want to thank Ray Otis, who did the thumbnail art for this podcast. You can find him on his blog, plundergrounds.blogspot.com. And I also want to thank TJ Drennan, who provided all the music for this podcast. You can find him on Patreon at patreon.com backslash TJD. And of course, those are all my show notes. Joking about your spouse, but the operator's screaming it's coming from inside the house. What's in the box? What's in the box? What's in the box? What's in the box? Well, the audience is pretty sure he took a pretty head, and the only question left is if I better shoot him dead. Bring on the gold, bring on the gold. I want some more, bring on the gold. Is a dustman and your moil is quite a tipper And I'm assuming that your partner back there in the wood chipper Don't look away Don't look away Don't look away Don't look away Well the zombies are rising and the world is gone to hell We're living for the dying and we're dying for the train wreck